0: Now, I want to say a few words about a great esteemed rabbi and psychiatrist who just passed away by the name of Rabbi Dr. Abraham Yoshua Heschel Twersky. Rabbi Twersky was a very unique man for many reasons. Um, perhaps least notable was the fact that he was a rabbi and a very well-known psychiatrist. He was the head of the recovery clinic in uh, Pittsburgh for many years, and he authored over 60 books. Um, More unique was the fact that he was a Hasidic rabbi from an esteemed Hasidic dynasty known as Hornstiple, um, Rabbi Twersky and his ancestors came from uh, going all the way back to a uh, a great Hasidic dynasty that started in Chernobyl in the, the Ukraine, and uh, the Hornstiple dynasty dynasty um, is uh, no longer a a massive Hasidic group anymore, but it does have followers and a, a large synagogue community in Milwaukee and uh, followers in Israel. Um, that wasn't so unique either about Rabbi Tversky. In fact, the fact that he was able to communicate and was very close to the greatest rabbis of the generation and at the same time uh, had re- working relationships with Catholic priests and, uh, and psychologists, that also wasn't all that unique. The most unique thing about him was that he was able to speak to every human being, including drug addicts and alcoholics who had nothing, as if they were the most important people in the world. And for that, he was one of the most unique people uh, in our time. Rabbi Torsky wrote 60 books, but when asked about his many works, he said he really actually only wrote one book. He wrote one book, 60 Different Ways. And he said the one book that he wrote was about the importance of self-esteem. And he believes that that's the root of all of the issues that face people nowadays. And uh, I'm gonna share a link to a YouTube video of him talking about self-esteem. I wanna share with you one lesson that Rabbi Tversky said over. And uh, for the record, his books incorporate psychology and hasidic teachings and jewish teachings he was very into the peanuts charlie brown comic strip and he wrote a couple of his books with charles schultz and utilizing a lot of the uh, comic strips but um i'll share with you one story and lesson that he recently posted so he rabbi torsky a few years ago found himself in a doctor's office and he was flipping through the magazine's National Geographic, I guess it was, and he saw an article about lobsters lobsters, for those of you who know are not kosher animals, but uh, we can learn from everything and He was reading about how lobsters grow so lobsters are have very hard shells, but they themselves are very soft and squishy, so how do they grow if their shell is not cannot doesn't grow so when a lobster gets too big for its shell, it feels a tremendous amount of pressure and then it sheds its shell, finds a safe place to uh, grow back another shell. So we've seen this firsthand in my family. We My son um, a few over this in the spring and summer, we used to take them um, since we were in quarantine at the time, we used to take them to this this stream not so far from our house for the kids to play, hang out and my son got very adept at catching crayfish. So we brought home about four crayfish and put them in a fish tank with a bunch of minnows that he caught. And it was amazing to watch them. We did not know at the time how aggressive crayfish are. Um, And we also weren't so sure about their diet. So we were giving them cucumbers and carrots, but I think they needed more protein. So eventually our crayfish started shedding their shells. And um, it was actually quite tragic that one of our crayfish shed his shell. And as he was in a weakened state, waiting to grow a new shell, another crayfish came and brutally murdered and ate him. So that was uh, not a pleasant experience for the family. So we decided to give back the crayfish and the minnows, put them back in the pond, and um, instead we bought a new crayfish from the store, which is actually an amazing electric blue crayfish. Um, Unfortunately, he ate four of our fish. So that wasn't so cool, but we found out that our fish actually had babies. So now we have two babies that survived and they're in a separate section of the tank. And the crayfish hasn't been able to, uh, there's still two other fish that the crayfish hasn't managed to get. But this crayfish that we have now has been molting every week. So he's humongous. He keeps like doubling in size. It's amazing to see. So anyway, Rabbi Torski said, the lesson from the lobster is as follows. If the lobster didn't feel pressure he would never shed his shell. Says Rabbi Torsky. the pressure that we feel, the anxiety that we feel is the opportunity to grow. He said if the crayfish or the lobster was a human being, he would go to the doctor and say, I'm feeling a whole lot of pressure. His doctor would prescribe a Percocet, a painkiller, or some anxiety medication or an antidepressant. And the lobster would never actually shed his shell, would never grow. So says Rabbi Torsky, pressure, discomfort is the impetus for growth. It's the impetus to become greater, to become bigger, to expand our sense of self, our consciousness, our awareness, our tools, our abilities. Pressure is the greatest opportunity for growth. And uh, this morning I had an insight that the word in Hebrew for pressure is lachatz. Lachatz. And it shares the same letters as Hatzlacha, which means success. That it's through the pressure, it's through the anxiety, it's through the challenges and the tribulations and trials of our lives that we actually achieve greatness and we actually achieve success. And uh, if you rearrange the letters, you also get the word Halitza, which means to release. So as we go through that pressure, if we ride it out, if we stay strong and we grow and learn to deal with the anxiety, and stick with it, then we will find a release to the pressure and we'll find true success and growth. So we should be blessed to internalize the words of Rabbi Torsky, and to grow and in his footsteps and as a role model to grow greater and more connected to ourselves and uh, to each other. And I'll share with you one last lesson that Rabbi Torsky shared one time he was uh, on the bus dressed in his hasidic garb and a woman a jewish woman non-religious came up to him she said you people disgust me with your hasidic clothing speaking ancient yiddish language as if you're living 200 years ago you're such a disgrace to the jewish people why don't you get with the times and rabbi twersky turned to her and said madam i don't know what you're talking about i'm amish she said, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I didn't realize you were Amish. I love your culture. I love your people. It's amazing that you're so connected to your your ways and your traditions. And he turned to her and he said, actually, I'm Hasidic. And he said, madam, why were you so accepting of me when I was Amish? But when I was Hasidic, you were disgusted by me. And uh, he pointed out to her that perhaps there was some discomfort with herself and that that was the root of her discomfort with him. And uh, oftentimes, that's the case when we uh, look at others and we judge others. The Baal of Hasidic movement teaches that we have to look at ourselves and find out where the discomfort's coming from. And more often than not, it's a discomfort with something within us. Thank you all for listening, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon.